0: 1-0 pitch is cranked. That one's deep to right field. There it goes. Josh Reddick with a solo shot to right field, his 13th homer of the season. And the Astros take the lead back 2-1. to
1: one. This is another Astros podcast. And that's bounced up the middle. Past the dive of the second baseman. Gordon in the center. Correa scores. Gonzalez stops at second. And it's an RBI single for Gurriel and a 3-1 Astros lead. And the king of all hitters with runners in scoring position. At
0: least for the Astros anyway. Joe Maurer may have something to say about it. (laughs) But Gurriel does his thing. And a last
1: hope for the Mariners is Gene Segura, who's 2-4 for with a couple of singles. 3-2 Astros, bottom of the ninth. Pitch on the way. That's grounded left side to his left Correa. He's got it. Throws across and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros hold on to defeat the Seattle Mariners by a final score of 3-2 as the Astros have evened this series at a game apiece. They remain tied atop the AL West with Oakland.
0: AJ Hinch with me before the third game of this series with the Seattle Mariners, tied at one apiece. I just got done texting with my daughters today, and I realized—and I didn't think I'd ever get to this point—that I put emojis on there every once in a while. <laughs> do you do it, AJ?
2: <laughs> yes, of course. If you're going to keep up with today's youth, you have to—you have to do emojis. You have to do bit emojis. You have to. You have to be the cool dad if you're going to be texting teenagers at least for me. you said bit yeah, for sure, the one that what kind does of that mean? the one that kind of looks like me, but it's not really me I, uh, I don't know it's some they put it on my phone. they put it on your phone yes. and, and you just and now I use it now I use it, so I'll send you it after this 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 interview. <laughs> so you're the cool dad now, yes, I am the cool dad, at least when we went when you went,
0: so your daughters do, do they keep up with your team and send you like a like a fist pump after you guys win?
2: you know I I have one daughter who um is is very into baseball and very into our team and follows and and watches and I have another daughter who likes it but also is um is less apt to 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 go you know play by play or nice. not get mad at players or not get mad at me or not mm-hmm. um you know she's not as emotional about it but uh, very supportive. It's fun to have them around the, 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 the field. Now that school started, they come to a few less games, yeah. but they're rooting hard for October baseball because they get out of school and they get to travel with us during the October, during the playoff stretch. Mm-hmm. So if we can put together another long run, they get to do their homework on the road. All right. Uh, I'm not a front
0: runner, really, but my new favorite player is Framber Valdez. Valdez continues to concentrate. Two
1: run ball game. Astros up three to one. Bottom of the six. Finish this inning 0 2. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on a curveball. And the inning is over. Valdez picks up his fourth strikeout of the night as he has set down seven of the last eight. He looked great last night.
2: He did. I mean, he's got much better stuff than you had. And so I um, <laughs> I noticed that on the first pitch when he threw the breaking ball, there was, there was something special about it. So I, um, what a great performance by him, you know, getting a last-minute call up. He didn't know... Um, until the night before, close to midnight, that he was getting called up. He was scheduled to pitch in AAA, so we knew he was ready. Um, and then best laid plans, I was going to bring him in to start the third inning, but Peacock couldn't get out of the second, yeah. so he had to come in with runners on base. Gets a big out to start his career uh, at the major league level and then and then settled in nicely and was really, really tough to hit. So um, couldn't have asked for much more out of him. We talked
0: about on the on the broadcast last night, and you mentioned it after the game too. The demeanor and the poise out there was real.
2: Yeah, he he, he believes in himself, and we saw that in the spring a couple of years ago yeah. when he out of a ball, and then we he's matured a little bit and he's grown into his game. He understands kind of his strengths and and how to use them. And and I love the fact that he didn't back down. You know, he um, he got into some trouble and still found ways to throw strikes, which is his calling card. Is that he throws strikes? It's got some movement. He's not necessarily going to execute every pitch, but he has some stuff to get out of it. Very similar to to how Lance McCullers when he broke in yeah. um, in terms of just always go to the breaking ball when he needs it. And, and um, They didn't center him up very much, and I, and I think obviously the league will start to adjust to him and the guys will have video, and, and the more you face teams, the the, the more they'll adjust. But mm-hmm. um, the first impression is that he's got really, really tough stuff to hit. He's got tough stuff to catch. sassy was like a hockey goalie back there yeah. trying to – Trying to do the the, the extra movement that he has and and a a big performance when we really needed it. Yeah,
0: definitely guys needed that one. Uh, Is it too soon to think about when he might pitch again?
2: Well, I think he's going to pitch again on Sunday um, in Anaheim uh, as of right now. Now, whether or not we start him or whether or not we do the same thing where I start Peacock or McHugh or somebody different uh, will be determined over the weekend based on how I use the pitching. but. Um, you know, he, he, he will have a full rest period of four days off, and then um, and then I plan on using him Sunday in some capacity. I think we saw it the last couple of games, but it was nice
0: to see Carlos Correa get rewarded with some good ABs mm-hmm. and uh, three knocks uh, maybe get
2: on a roll now. What would you see? Yeah, he needed some hits. You know, and no matter what you do, you need hits. You can have good swings. You can take good at-bats. You can hit the ball hard, yeah. and, and you can stay process-oriented for so long, but then you got to get hits. I mean, the results – really do drive the confidence level and and i like the fact that he you know he pulls the ball down the line he, he he stays tough on the ball down the right field line um he's able to just get some some reward for the for the work that he's doing you know we bringing guys off the DL. if i've learned anything i've learned it's really hard you know it's hard no matter how talented they are jose altuve last night missed three weeks had one rehab assignment had pretty good at bats but still not kind of vintage Jose Altuve at bats. Carlos Correa missed that time, goes on rehab, comes back, a little bit of a slow start. George Springer misses 10 days, comes back, a little bit of a slow start. So um, it's tough to hit at this level. It's even tougher when you have a large gap of time where you don't play at this level, and we're seeing some adjustments being made now.
0: I saw you guys outside working in the outfield testing George Springer. Looks like he's still a little bit sore. What, what do you think with him? Yeah, I
2: mean, he's he's continuing to be day-to-day, and we get caught in these situations all the time where we want to play him and we want to push him, and then you have the off day tomorrow, and um, he's feeling progressively better today. He sprinted full speed for the first time um, in the last couple of days, and, and he just feels like he's got a governor on him, um, where if we put him in the outfield you know, there's the risk of something something happening when he needs to go get a ball. We're not going to be selfish with him um, and, and have him play at 80%, 90%, whatever he is. So, Tyler White swinging the bat well. I want to leave him at DH. Tony Kemp uh, continues to be in the lineup. He's turned the lineup over very well from the ninth hole. So, um, we'll aim for Friday. Great stuff, AJ. Good luck today. Thanks, Mark. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. Nothing goes better with nine innings of Astros baseball than a cold Carbach beer.
1: And the first pitch of the ball game. Is a
2: fastball high. So tune into the game and crack open a Love Street Kolsch-style Blonde or Hopadillo IPA to root on your Houston Astros. It's game
1: time
0: so grab a cold locally brewed Carbach. If
2: you're in Houston drop by the brewery where we're open seven days a week serving up great food delicious beer and plenty of good
3: times. Follow us on social at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing Houston, Texas. we back. Robert Ford joined by Astros pitcher Charlie Morton. All-star pitcher Charlie Morton and uh you know, you got a chance to partake in that experience. First of all, you found <laughs> out uh, later, you were a uh, replacement. Where were you when you found out, and what was your reaction? I was at the house, hanging out with my family, and I had uh, I'd left my phone somewhere in the house. And
4: when I went back and I looked at it, I had a text and a call from AJ. He asked me to call him. So... I called him, and that's how he told me. He said, because we were going to go up to D.C. anyway
3: mm-hmm.
4: for the All-Star break, and uh, he said, I have some good news and some bad news. He said, the bad news is you won't be able to look at real estate while
3: you're in D.C. <laughs> the good news is that you're on the team. That's pretty neat. And what was that experience, that, those few days, like? I mean, I'd am, it's one of those things i I have to imagine it's even greater than you ever thought it would be. Um, it it was kind of what I imagined it would be, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more hectic than I thought it would be. Yeah. There's,
4: There are a lot of moving parts. Um, you stay at a, a hotel um, where every, everybody's staying there, and they have kind of a setup in the basement where they have food and uh, All-Star-affiliated things that you're supposed to be doing down there, and you're kind of in between your room and the basement a lot, and then you go to the field, and it, it, there wasn't a lot of free time Mm-hmm. Um, but to have experienced it, um, you know, it's a it's a once in a lifetime thing. It's a it's a bucket list thing, and I'm I'm really
3: honored to have been able to go. Was anybody you got a chance to to get to know? Anyone who kind of surprised you uh, that that you hadn't really gotten to know before? No one really surprised
4: me. I mean, it, mm-hmm. in the game, most most people are okay. most of the guys are good dudes. The the personalities in there pretty much what you would expect and all seemed like good people. They had all the teammates together in the locker room Like so my locker was next to a bunch of Astros and to my right was Blake Trinan and I got to talk with him quite a bit and he's a really nice dude. I played with Jay Happ so I got to see him and you know him he was a first time all-star as well you know it was mid 30s so we're friends and it was
3: nice to be able to experience that with him and with Garrett and, you know, the other guys here. Warming up in the bullpen a pitch in the all-star game and getting into the game, did it feel any different? Were there more nerves? Was was, was it just a a different vibe for you at all?
4: Yeah, it was just different. Most of the guys that you're playing with, you don't really know them at all. Mm. So you you make it out to the mound, you turn around and you just look around and you're like, I don't really know these people. (laughs) (laughs) And... Um, but you know they're really really good ball players. I don't know maybe I was a little anxious. I don't know when I was warming up. I guess they're uh, you know that stage is pretty big and having never really done it before, the, ge- the game doesn't change really and I faced pretty much all those those guys before but that the atmosphere is just different. I guess it, for some of those guys maybe they have been there three, four or five times, you know it's like old hat. It's really nothing nothing special is going on, but yeah for me it was
3: pretty special. Did you get to enjoy the home run derby and partake in that and and, and that whole experience? Of course, Alex Bregman competing in that.
4: Yeah, so we were sitting. They had these couches set up uh, by third base in foul territory. And I had our two oldest kids, they're five and three, Cam and Grace. And they were watching for a little bit and Doug White was sitting with us. And he was kind of helping out in the babysitting duty. And before you know it, Like, Gracie's behind Doug on his shoulders. Like, she's got (laughs) her arms wrapped around his neck. And Cam's starting to get anxious. Or not anxious. He's starting to get restless. And before you know it, Cam and Gracie are... They're climbing all over the couches. They're they're knocking over (laughs) these mini-bat displays. And they're knocking over, like, piles of towels. And they're laying on the floor. And it was just... (laughs) Um... Yeah, so I didn't get to to see a ton of it because we left a little early. Was, they were getting a little out of control. But it was nice to be able to be there with them.
3: I think every parent can relate to that. Maybe it wasn't happening at a home run derby, but have had certainly experiences like that yeah. with their kids. Hey, Charlie Morton, thanks for joining us and uh, continued success. Thanks for having me. The Houston Astros Radio Network.
1: That ball is gone!
3: Steve Sparks,
1: Robert Ford. And you can kiss it This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.